You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas, and today is a great day, y'all. You know, I just recently celebrated my one-year anniversary with the show, and I'm so excited. It started off with me just, like, texting my friends and being, like, my friends on Broadway being, like, you're coming on my show, and then reaching out to people who I, like, didn't know but looked up to, and now it's really exciting when I have... um, great brands, especially black owned brands reaching out to me to get to talk to them. And today we've got, we, y'all, we love a black owned business. Do we not? Um, today we've got a young black entrepreneur doing his thing. And I'm so excited to get to know him, to get to know his product, what he's doing, his brand, and also who he is. You please help me welcome the founder of King's Crowning, Daryl Spencer. Hey, 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 what's up? Oh my God. It's so like, it's still so weird to hear the introduction like that. The founder of. Founder of. I'm still getting used to it, honestly. It's still like a. Step into your greatness. Step into the glory, honey. We are here. No, but it's still, it takes some getting used to, you know, like. Yes. The founder of a business, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot, but I mean, I love it. I mean, this is. This is this is what I do. I, I don't even know you yet, and I'm proud of you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate. It. Do you know when I see my brothers and sisters doing big things? I'm like, yes. Let's celebrate each other. Let's lift one another up. Let's support each other. Let's buy from each other. You know what I'm saying, Daryl? Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? A business like? No. I don't. Where'd you get this from? Absolutely not. So um, I came from humble beginnings, right? So uh, my parents, they didn't come from much means, right? Uh, but my parents, you know, they grew up with not much. They grew up kind of, you know, getting from the ground up with their family, right? So hard work was just instilled within them uh, from a very, very young age. So then, you know, growing up, they've kind of built something for themselves, right? Um, and, and found a glimpse of success in their own lanes, in their own fields. However, you know, I was comfortable growing up, 
but uh, they, they just raised me to be a go-getter and they raised me to understand what hard work looked like, right? So then I just watched and I admired that. Uh, but now did I ever think that I would, that would turn into like an entrepreneur and like have my own business? No, but you know, it, it instilled just like this drive of just like, I don't know, like just ambition and like grind and nonstop grind. So um, it, it kind of came into fruition that way, you know? Uh, but no, I didn't come from that background. Um, it's so kind of who, where did the mindset come from? Uh, and I love how you talk about your parents and yeah. how they supported you and all of the things. Where did the the business mindset? When did that come in? Was it in school? Was it somebody from church? Like, where did that come from? You know, honestly, I I, I think everybody has a business mindset, right? But in my opinion, it, it really came from just like teaching myself through 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 resources, like through YouTube, right? But I, I can kind of just explain like how it I think the business kind of really fell into my lap, if it makes sense. Because I didn't I, Yeah, yeah, I got you. So I didn't really enter this space thinking I'm gonna create a business and then the business turn into like what it is today, which is still crazy to me. Um I phrase honestly, I just wanted a product for my own hair. So mm. I actually had um yeah, like you want to sit on that for a little bit. Like it was just, it was, it was personal for me, you know. And I think that's the crazy part about it was I didn't create a business. I, I didn't create the product to make a business and to have it do what it did today. I created it just because I needed a product as a black man for my own black hair, right? Black hair is so important, and I, I found a, yes. uh, it, I found a niche in the market like black hair care for men specifically, also. And we kind of hit it and tapped it on the head and it kind of took off. I think it's really surprising how many hair products for black people are not by black people. And it's getting more like we're getting more and more, but it's just like, how are we not? And so it's a great thing when we're making things for us that we know that we need um, because that is that is where it begins. What was the first product that you have a range of products, which I would yes. love to talk about. But what was the yeah. first thing that you made that you were like, man, I want this for me? Got you. So basically, this is how the business started out. Right. So the business and I said the business started out like personal utility. Right. So I so I had curls. Right? I, had, I had curly hair. I had a fro. <gasps> Once I was my mom bald, I'm, I have a fade. But I had some beautiful curls and a fro moisturized. But. I got, I created my product because truth be told, my curls weren't moisturized and they were dry, they were brittle. And I was getting tired of like waking up in the mornings and doing my hair. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to wear a bonnet, but I want to find a product that's kind of similar. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that to me. I, I know. You don't want I, the bonnet? I didn't right. want the bonnet. I'm like, it has to be a product that it's like similar, <laughs> similar functionally to a bonnet. Right. But kind of like the bonnet redefined and restyled and like marketed for men, too. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm gendering it. So I'm like, I'm on Google men's bonnets, men's That's hair protective wear on what? Google. I don't even know what popped up. Nothing. <gasps> and I was so surprised. I'm like, there's so many black men with hair that has to get protected as well overnight, like women. Right. right. But I mean, I guess they don't care about us, apparently. Right. Oh, so, no, not they don't care about you. They don't care about us. So I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> I cannot be the only black man that's trying to find a product like this. That is so real. I've never even thought of 
bonnets for men. That thought's never crossed my mind. I'm always just like, obviously, guys wear do-rags, but what happens if they've got as much hair as I do? Like, what What do you do? And that was, and that was a dilemma, right? People were, they were like, well, you know, you can just wear a do-rag. And I'm like, but there's so many other men that have like, has hair like you, right? Big curls, and it's like, they wear a do-rag. It's going gonna, it's gonna to compress and, and uh, push right. down their hair and mat it down. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, I think I have something. Interesting. So, Wait, I'm yeah. so sorry. So can we just like pause for a second? You had a head full of curls. When was this? Where did they go? First of all, your face, it looks real good. It looks all nice and edged up. I see you. I see a little wave up in it. Uh, and we'll get to that as well. But where did your curls go? Tell me more, please. So I had the curls. I did it. Um, but... I was tired of like the morning maintenance. Mm. I was tired of it, right? Because I wasn't wearing a bonnet or anything <laughs> to protect it. So I had a, I had a just hair nightmares she every morning, dry. right? She was dry. It was dry. It was brittle. It was, it was, it was too much. And mm. I, I didn't want to walk around just without my hair being maintained and kept. So I, I got tired of it, right? And that was before I actually produced the product. Um, but I wanted to find a product to keep my hair. Then I just I cut it because I was just tired of the maintenance. But then shortly after that, King's Crown and kind of got birth and kind of went up from there. Before you cut your hair, how long did you have long hair? Oh my God. So honestly, I've 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 had curls and fades on and off probably since beginning of high school. Okay. I would uh, I would do curls for a few years, cut them off, miss them, throw my hair out again cut it off, miss them. Now I would go back and forth, back and forth. Honestly, I love my look with my curls, but also I love a good clean look too, which is the clean fade. So I kind of, I would miss both. And I was kind of like, I would just undulate and just kind of go based off of my mood. So how did you go from, and this is like a technical question maybe. How did you go from making bonnets for men into like shampoo, like you have shampoos, right? And conditioner and... Like, yeah, so which is funny because we just released it Sunday, which is super exciting. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Ooh, I hope you. that you will be sending me products so that I can try them. I got you. We'll get you some. You got me. Do you I'm got on me it right now? I got you. We'll get you some. We got we got some leave-in conditioner. We got conditioner, shampoo, and oil. So we got you in all of them. I want all the good stuff. I want the best sellers. I want the stuff that you're like, oh, no one's really tried this one yet. Um. I is your shampoo like that line is it for this is a weird question I don't even know if this is a valid is it also for women can I use it or is it just for the guys is your stuff just for the guys no so honestly all my products they're all gender neutral right so men and women can wear them and use the products however um I I marketed the products towards men from so men can feel comfortable purchasing and taking care of their hair because we just we're in a day and age where just things are just so gendered. So like typically nowadays, men, they want things that's specific to them. Right. So um, I, I entered the business trying to trying to cater to that male demographic of like hair care. Right. Because as you probably know, too, like men like that men's hair care space is very quiet kept where, you know, you don't discuss it much. Yeah. And we know because also there was no like male bonnets. So it's just like it's it's a very quiet kept space, you know. Right. Well, how did you, how did you, 
like I'm trying to actually figure out yeah. how like because here's my thing I'm like yeah. as a black woman who is starting her own things I'm like my mind is going a mile a million miles a minute but I get stuck up on well I don't know how to do that I don't know how to I don't know how to do that. Where do I begin? And so for the people listening who who either want your products or are thinking about starting their own business or whatever, like yeah. when it came to, what about the, like the chemistry aspect of actually putting this product that you're going to put in your hair? How do you learn how to do that, Daryl? Do you just- So I'll, I'll tell you this, the, the entire process, the hardest, the hardest part about this entire just- King's crowning journey was starting, right? I always tell, because, you know, I get a lot of um, newly found entrepreneurs and like founders that come to me for advice and how to get their business on the ground up, right? Um, and I always tell them, right, the hardest part is just starting. And then everything else is easier after that, right? So once you, once you, because I, I think there's this confidence barrier that, that, that has to be broken like in the entrepreneurship realm, right? Whereas like, once you get your foot in the door, you break down that barrier and that wall and you see your dreams, your business come to fruition. You see sales, you see things coming into motion. You start to feel a sense of, um, um, you, you feel a confidence and pride in you and your capabilities and like what you can do, right? Then what you can put out in the world. So, you know, and then at that point, you're just yearning for resources. You're just yearning to figure out what can I do next? And then you just go after it and you go after and do it, right? So basically- um, I know that in order to create a hair care line, you have to find manufacturers, but how do you find manufacturers, right? Like, what do they look like? So I just kind of began like creating a long list of like top manufacturing companies for hair care products in, um, the country, the nation kind of started calling. Then I did consultations, hopped on the phone, um, asked for samples of their products, um, and we just kind of like worked and grinded for a year, building out just some strong, solid products. Wait, so you did all this in a, a year? Yeah. No. Year. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? A but year? We were, moving, we were moving so fast. It looks, right? So when I first released um, the, the crowns, right? So we call them um, our satin line um, caps that you can wear at night and on the go. Um, satin line crowns, right? For kings and queens, you're getting crowned. You're crowning your hair. Um, basically, they were asking like, like crazy. All right, so how do I like, how do I keep my hair up, right? So what do I do? Do I put oil in it? Do I like put leave-in conditioner? What do I do? So then I'm like, oh my god, like we can provide a full package, a full service, like stream of products, like right beyond just like protective hair wear like we can we can give them actual hair because they're asking for this from us right so i'm like immediately oh god okay cool let me figure it out let me do it so i was i wasn't it was grind time for me i'm like wow, i have to figure this out quick and soon and get it out to my my customers because they were asking for it we'll be right back right after the break this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I've got another question for you. These sure. are all just things that I'm like, Salisha wants to know. <laughs> okay. What's the secret? Is there, are products, give me a second. Yeah. Are products for different races? Is there a difference? Can white people use these products or are they more, is there, is it all in marketing or is something for everybody? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So basically, there's different hair products for different types of hair, right? So like uh, thicker hair, more coarser hair, higher porosity, lower porosity hair, right? However, um, same chemicals, same makeup, right? Um, Shampoo, cleanses, cleans, conditioner, conditions, leave-in conditioner, locks in moisture, provides added moisture, oil, locks in, and seals moisture, right? So once you just learn that general chemistry of what all the products do, you can essentially create like a strong and solid uh, foundational products, right? That can fit the mold for all races. But with that being said, it's all the marketing, honestly, as well, right? So um, if you if you're marketing your products to just African Americans, right, with like African American models, um, that's primarily just going to flap to your products, right? right? Right. But if like in your digital advertising, right? If you put white faces, black faces, Hispanic Hispanic faces, right, and you're kind of showing this whole like multicultural like approach to your and marketing, it feels. Oh my gosh, this is like blowing my mind because it's so simple. We, we it's easy to complicate things, but we can also make them. Yes, okay. Digital advertising is um, the foundation of my business. That's kind of how we've been able to scale to. So we did. So we've been we've been in business for maybe a year and a half now, um, and we've been able to do well over seven figures. Um, and that's due to what? digital advertising. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> Congratulations! I know Mama's proud, honey. Yeah, I I, I appreciate it. Wow. I mean, yeah, seven figures. I know. Um, when we crossed that threshold, uh, it was. It was insane. Just thinking, you know, like where we started, right? Started out from like humbly, like with just one product. And now we have like a stream of just different products and diversified our, our product group. But like to see where we are now, it's it's still it's still mind-blowing. But I mean, it just tells you, you can literally do anything that you put your mind to. I think that what's most important, though, is having like um, confidence in yourself, but also having um, resources around you, right? Because also, you know, I tap into YouTube. But also, I did have, have have a few people that uh were in that space I can I can talk to, reach out to, right. um, learn and listen to. So I think like spaces like this, black with black faces, yeah. where like you can you can look up to it, right, and see Daryl and relate, or see Celicia, right, and relate and like say, wow, I can do this. Yeah, um, this yes. is how it can be done. Oh, okay. So I'd like um I'd like to ask you about your own personal opinions on. What do you think 
what what does it mean to be a black man at this time in our country mm. and how you present to the world yeah so i can tell you like i can be i can be completely completely candid to you um when i was when i was younger growing up um i did not step into my blackness um cuz you know you're i grew up in a society where my blackness was it was it was uh, mushed. It was weaponized. It was mushy. You know, people didn't hate. They, they didn't like it, right? It was weaponized. Yes. So I grew up. I grew up. I, I did not like it, honestly. And I think that people can relate to that experience, right? Um, and it wasn't until I, I went to college and went to a PWI, and I was just completely surrounded by just um, only white people, right? Um, which is some people's experience of going to PWIs, right? Where you can be probably one of the few black people on campus. That's when I really kind of stepped into my blackness and being like became like boldly and confidently black in Daryl. Time out. What um for clarification, what's a PWI? A predominantly white institution. So a college, right? Yep. So um we call them PWI. So predominantly white institution. So I went to a private college where um, the predominant student body was white. And I was probably one of maybe 10, 20 black students on campus. And that's when you stepped into your blackness? Absolutely. Oh my I, God. In that moment, you know, um, I was, I don't know, I, I felt so marginalized, but then I also felt like such an obligation and duty to really like serve my community. Cause it was just like, so it was, it, it was so small on that campus. Right. And there was no black voice and there's no black voices. So I think that's, I, so it's just, it's so crazy. I feel like now, now that I'm kind of like, I, ne- I never actually like, like, said this story back and kind of thought about it. But I think college and like that moment was a point in which I kind of like stepped into who Daryl is. Mm. And I think that that experience really molded me into who I am today, honestly. Um, to be confidently yeah. me, boldly that's me. Ve- I'm going to let you continue on with your answer, but I just want to say like that's really inspiring. I would think that it would be easier for it to be the opposite if you're surrounded by nothing but white people it's easier to just like fit in with who you're surrounded by and you did the exact opposite you're like oh well (laughs) let me just be me man there was no student advocates for like black voices on campus and it was just it was on it was so defeating you know there were so many the black morale on campus was just so low and I feel like there was there wasn't one leader who wanted to step up and kind of boost the morale. So, you know, I went to SGA, became in like, in like our exec board. I began building bonds with, with our president on campus. And I became like making movements and strides and really where, like building like. Where did that confidence in who you are, were, were are come yeah. from? Did it just drop into your lap or did somebody inspire you? Did something happen in the media? Like, where you know, did it come from? Have you ever heard of the phrase, like, when you're kind of just thrown into the fire, you kind of just, you come out rising? Mm. You know, I really do feel like when I kind of got thrown into that fire, it really brought out who Daryl really is, right? So I think for so long, I was lost, right? Um, I didn't know who Daryl authentically was. And I think when I got pushed into a situation where I had to, find Daryl, that's when I really uncovered and unraveled who I am. And that, and literally from that point on, you couldn't stop me. Uh, that I, it was game over. 
I'm loving this and I can absolutely relate like growing up and it wasn't said like this, but it was definitely like, don't be so black. No one said that to me, but that was the message subliminally coming towards me. And like, do your best to appeal to everybody and all the things. And, you know, it wasn't until in recent years that I'm like, this is exhausting. I'm black. Can I just be black, please? Just taking off the mask and literally (laughs) giving us breathe. Yes. It is liberating. It's freeing. It feels, it feels good. And then also... When you realize that there are people who still like you and love you when you are your most authentic authentic. self and how actually your relationships become better because when you're your most authentic self, you attract the people who are supposed to be. And people also see through it too. Mm. People see through it. People can tell when you're faking the funk. And they can also see when you're being just genuinely you. And then that's when you build the most authentic bonds, honestly. You know what I couldn't get over? Like, I used to wear a lot of wigs. And I love a wig. I think it's so fun. But back when I was wearing wigs, it was not because it was fun. It was to hide my actual crown. And I always thought it was so weird that when people look at a picture of me, they'd be like, it just doesn't look like you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This wig is a banging. You can't tell me I ain't a 10. What kind of wigs were they though? Was it like straight wigs? Was it curly? What kind of wigs oh, were they? They were, were like um, straight. I called them my Miss California wigs. Like very <laughs> like um, what you would see. Like if you were a black Barbie, which is really like a white Barbie, like not like an actual like today black barbie but it would be like straight hair with a nice wave with like a swoop bang i loved it too at the time but i always found it so weird when people saw my natural hair and they're like i like that better i thought they were kidding i thought you're natural yes i because i i couldn't see it i didn't see it and now it's like it feels so much better to have my natural hair. It feels like this is me. Can I tell you too? Like it's it's honestly it, it's it's so beautiful to me to see, but it's so liberating. Honestly, it's like it's the most beautiful thing in the world that now, like just black natural hair is so like it's just so embraced. Like like we love to see it. Like and now you know in in the workforce also it's it's far more acceptable. Now you can't discriminate against it. Yeah. I mean, people that are advocating for it, natural, yes. beautiful curls, like flowy curls, yes. whether it's 4C, super tight, super loose, like they're just praising all different kinds of hair types. Yes. And that's the sh- most beautiful thing. It should be this way. Do you have any kids? Do you have any daughters or anything? I don't, but hopefully soon. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed, prayers going up, all the things. And I just imagine that one day when you bring little babies into this world, whether they're boys or girls, that they will have the most beautiful crown. And by that, I mean, however it grows out of their head. Yes. And yes. it will be celebrated. And just, and also like raise them to embrace every single piece of their blackness too, specifically their hair. 
like you said, when I see like these little girls running around with like little afros, it is cutest thing it's ever. It's the cutest freaking thing ever. With the big two puffs too. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right? Like back in my day, and I don't think there was anything wrong with this, but back in my day, it was like, okay, we're gonna braid it up, twist it up, and you know, make it real neat and clean. I think that's cute too. But like these days, these kids are running around with their curls out, Poppin'. honey. Popping, curls on fleek. <laughs> I am so here for it. Um, I've got a, a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um, showing up into the world today, what makes you feel seen? As a mm. as a black man, or what as a man, me... or as a human, however you want to answer that, what makes Daryl feel seen? Hmm. What makes me feel seen? Um, you know, honestly, impact. Um, I've I've gotten to a place now in my life where mm. I feel like I'm really accomplishing the things that like I want and love personally, right? Um, the you know the financial means, the, the personal life. But now I feel like what makes me feel most seen is like, I feel like I, I'm impacting lives and people, they recognize that and they feel that, right? Um, I think that's the beauty in what, what I'm doing now is that I can create businesses after business and then like have like other black men, black women look up to me and see that and just kind of see like they can feel seen, right? They can feel, they can do it. And then they reach out to me and I, I give them free game, right? Free knowledge and free advice. And honestly, that's the most gratifying thing to me is really just seeing like, scaling my resources and really just uh, providing a stare up because I think, you know, um, it's a difference between like equity and like equality. Like you can give somebody uh, a bench, they can stand over it, but they still may not be able to see into the stadium. Right. But right. If you really understand where they are and provide equity and give them all they need to be on a level playing field and be eye to eye with a white man. Right. Rather than just equality, you can make the world go round. So I think, just really provide an impact is what makes me feel most seen nowadays, honestly. I love that. I love that. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this because I don't have too many men on my show. I've had a few, but very – I you might be the first one who was, like, actually doing hair care products. Yeah. For, like, for men and women. Um, and so I need to ask you, even though I know that uh, our recording looks – fuzzy right now but it um finalizes in hd so don't worry but i have to ask you like i i think you've got waves am i seeing some waves you see you see the wave action uh, we got some waves i see some wave action how do you get that look for my men who are listening in who need absolutely who so basically shampoo condition then okay. i actually i condition in the shower then i brush my waves in in the shower and, and brush the conditioner out essentially. And then I use um, a cocoa butter, shea butter moisture, uh, moisturizer that I have. Um, then I apply it to my hair. Then I use King's Chronic Oil. Uh-oh. Okay. With, paired with King's Chronic Leave-In Conditioner, right? <laughs> so put in moisture and then seal it with the oil. Brush it, throw your do-rag on, wake up. And uh, your waves should be there. Uh, and we also sell do-rags on our site if you want. If you got waves and you want a do-rag too. Is the magic in the do-rag? Or is it in how you put the product in? Where does the, where's the magic? It's a bit go? of both, right? So the the initial process, right, of like how you kind of like care for the waves and like put the waves in. So waves need like water and they need tons of moisture. 
And then basically you brush in the waves. So with moisture and water, waves will begin to naturally appear. Don't you know how, say for instance, when you take your hair down, right? Then you may throw your water in, then apply your product. Mm -hmm. Then you start to see like your curls start to form. Come on. That's waves. That, that's ways for sure. So it's the same exact process. You apply water in your hair, oh. then you apply the product, then you brush, you brush, you brush down on your hair, and then the waves start to come in and flow. And you got a little ocean going on. Come on, you and better then, be educating me, honey. Okay. So, so then the do rag comes on, then that's the compression part. So compression is very important. So then you compress it with your do rag, and then you wake up, put your do rag off, and your hair is. Nice and late, and then you got the waves in. What's your favorite product that you've made? Oh, oh, you know what? Um, my most favorite right now is my satin line brimless hat. So basically, brimless hats are like the trend right now, right? So like the the hat where there's no brim, just kind of like a real nice brimless look. Basically, I create a suede brimless hat with satin on the inside. So basically, if you have curls, you got waves. Um, rather than having cotton in your hat, which most hats have, and I create products that has satin on the end. So I created satin line baseball hats for men and women, satin line brimless hats, all kinds of satin line products to avoid your hair uh, from being damaged, losing moisture because of the cotton in most of your hats. So the brimless hat, right, that has satin on the inside. Super wow. trendy right now, suede, and honestly, it just it looks good with any fit, honestly. What happens if a white person puts on something satin lined you know and i'm asking i've asked a few questions about white people because my boyfriend's white and i'm like can he use any yeah. of these products it's, it's literally in the back of my head just absolutely. selfishly but what happens? yes absolutely i mean all hair types right can get dry and brittle right and then i think that all hair types need added and locked in moisture right so no matter if it's um you have straight, smooth hair, curlier hair. Um, moisture is moisture, right? So then, no matter no matter the race, no matter your hair type, your hair will still need moisture, um, and you get that from shampoo, conditioner. We get that from your conditioner, your leave-in conditioner, and your oils, right? So white or black, you use shampoo and conditioner, or just conditioner or shampoo. Um, but your hair needs that moisture. So when you wear a satin line hat or a brimless hat, your hair will stay intact. But also, truth be told, right? If your boyfriend who's white styles his hair and, and he doesn't want to mess it up he can throw on a satin line hat and then a satin line hat keeps your hair intact and in place i but, am so here for this but if you wear a, a, a cotton a hat with cotton on the inside which all hats have it'll pull it'll tug your hair it'll move it apart and your hair will literally lose its style so if you, so if we just kind of create products that 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 it allow men and women to not um sacrifice style with you know healthy hair Oh, I'm so here for this. Daryl, this is so inspiring. I feel so excited and inspired by you. I'm so happy that I've gotten to like talk to you and learn about your stuff. I'm, I will be expecting a package in the mail. I absolutely would like to try some you. of these things. Um, and of course, I'll post about it on my Insta. Um, where can people follow you? Where can people buy these products? Where can they find you? Tell me all the things. Absolutely. So basically, uh, my business is King's Crowning. We sell tons of satin line products for the everyday man and woman, whether or not it's for you sleeping at night and you want to keep the, the moisture in your hair or on the go and your hair's not done, you just want to protect it and just have it wrapped up. We create and provide products similar to that and of that. 
products, right? You can find us on Instagram um, at kings underscore crowning. And then on um, our website to purchase at kingscrowning.com. Um, and personally, for me, if you want to follow me, um, I provide a lot of business tips, advice. Uh, my personal IG is DF underscore Spencer. Love it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Honestly, oh, this awesome. was this was the highlight of my night, honestly. I have one last interview. I had a busy day because of the, the product release that happened Sunday. But honestly, this was like, it was just such good energy, good vibes. Oh. We love good vibes. We love good energy. We, we love, love a it. good vibe moment. We That's love... <laughs> I mean, honestly, this has been the highlight of my day, too. I, I worked a long day as well. And if this is it just feels like a good way to end the Absolutely. day. So thank you for joining me. We'll be looking for you. All of the things. Thank you so much, Daryl. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. <laughs> Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leaks. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.